One of the most important facets of any business is customer service. In business, you are not only selling a product or a service, but an experience. Providing exceptional customer service and developing real relationships with your clients means increased sales, retain customers, new customers via word of mouth, and a positive reputation. You're listening to the Focus on Customer Experience Podcast. Podcast. Benjamin Del Grosso gives you the ins and outs of one of the most underlooked aspects in business today. Improve your customer service and watch your business skyrocket. Two, one. Benjamin Del Grosso. Hello and welcome to the show. Uh, we're here with Elliot Greenberg. He's here from Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, Elliot, why don't you tell us a little bit of you know who you are, what you do, and yeah. Ben, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Um, hi everyone, Elliot Greenberg, Scottsdale, Arizona. I own a uh, coffee franchise. Uh, called Sweetwater's Coffee and Tea out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm one of the national franchisees um, expanding the Arizona market. Uh, I also own a commercial development company called Coffee Commercial Development. And uh, we purchase land and develop it for commercial properties, focusing on drive-through, quick serve. Yeah, you got to gotta love coffee and tea. So many people. I mean, every day I got to have at least one coffee. If not, uh, if not a tea, now my buddy's got me hooked on that Earl Grey. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, what was your most memorable experience as a customer? Um. Okay, so it's actually how I I hired my general manager. So my wife and I were on a date probably five and a half years ago at uh, BJ's Brewery. And um, it was a place that we used to, to visit frequently. And we came in and we had um, the best customer service experience uh, with this waitress. And it was just, it was, it was just above and beyond, right? She treated us amazing. She was friendly. She did all the right things. And, um, and, and obviously we tip her really well and, and we leave. And a couple of weeks later, we come back. It was, it was my son's favorite place at the time. So we went on a family dinner date yeah. um, and come back in. And um, there she is to take care of us again, which is random because they got a lot of servers working there. Um, and she had been promoted to uh, manager, but then she was also helping out on short staff. So she was also the one doing the survey. So we got her and once again, amazing customer service experience. And uh, we got we got chatting. We kind of became friends with each other uh, to the point that when we would come in, um, we would not only request her, but we would we would give her hugs when we would see her, which I like, tell me a time that you ever give a waitress or a waiter a hug when you see them. Right. Yeah. It's like um, family, right? It, very quickly. I, and again, I, it, I have never, ever, ever had that experience with, with anyone. I've had good 
good experience at restaurants and other businesses, but it was not, nothing like this. And um, we end up buying the franchise and uh, I came in to visit with her specifically. And, um, and I told her, Hey, uh, you know, I'm doing this. I'm looking for someone to, to run uh, the operations and help me grow the business and move into a director. Cause I got, I went over what our goals are. And um, I said, look, you know, do you, do you want to come work for me? And she said, yeah. And that's how I have my GM in place right now. And uh, she's an amazing woman, works really hard, does a great job. And, and again, her and I are aligned with what that customer and guest service experience should be because um, she gave it to us and it matched all my expectations. Yeah, that's, that's very important because you, if you're really happy and you're blown away by it, then you want to make sure to have that customer service passed on to all your clients because then Correct. your clients are going to have raving fans and you right. want her to teach and train all the new employees to do what she does. Right. Duplicate exactly. It, right. Exactly. And so it's, yeah. 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 That's, I don't know. That's, that's gold. Cause that's, you know, a lot of people will go out of their way to just hire people like, Oh, you know, they'll put out a job listing and then, Oh, they'll interview people, but you don't know what you're going to get, right? You don't know, like, though, you've worked at five different diners or whatever, right? And, you know, you don't know, but because you actually know that person and you've experienced the energy that they're putting off to you, you've developed that relationship, you already know what you're going to get. Right. So it's easy to just make that decision to go, you know what? We want you to be part of our brand. We want you to be part of our family and we want you to teach our employees to do what you do. Right. And right. I think to me, that's gold. That's, that's it, what you it, want. Right. Right. It really was, you know, the universe delivered. Um, and again, it really comes down to her and I are morally aligned with the customer service experience and, and the expectation that we have for our team members. Um, and because of that, we also have this unbelievable culture inside of the organization where we treat our employees like gold. And because of it, they end up treating our guests like gold and we hold them to those standards. But it's, it's not like you're hiring the right people that fit into the organization from a moral standpoint and from an ethical standpoint. And, and so it's... It, it, you know, we've been doing this for a year and a half, and it's unbelievable the type of employees that we've been able to get by um, making sure that we're just hiring them, that they align right with our culture, right? Yeah. And so it, everything kind of works together based on um, the, the standards that you're holding everyone to once you establish what we're looking for, right? And then you don't veer on that. Yeah, I know uh, Aaron Vale from Arte and I, we, we had a nice conversation about this as well on the podcast. We were talking about how if you take care of your employees and treat them well and they're happy and your culture is very positive, they're going to take care of your customers in yeah. such a positive way. And they're just going to keep coming over and over and over again because they want that same experience that, you know, 
and yeah I, yeah that's it's yeah that's great because that's that yeah. is what that is what you want that is what you right. want and that's right. it sounds like you you definitely have the right people in place yeah yeah we we've done a really good job um and you know we in addition to just you know hiring the right people i think it's really really important to make sure that when you have these people in place that you're also setting up what the what the growth plan for them is what you know like i'm always last on the totem pole when it comes to the organization because i need to make sure that my employees understand that i have a big vision for them and that my goals are built on them succeeding as well right so they they understand like what i want the structure of the organization to look like and they also understand that when we succeed as an organization that provides a lot more opportunity and all these things that that we've discussed as far as promotions and growth and this and that that are all going to make their lives better that they see the benefit and all of it can come to fruition so you know it it helps um ensure that the things that we've talked about actually happen because they could they could also see it in their head on okay if we execute here if we do this if we do this if we do this and all of these things that we have plans um uh, end up playing out the right way, then all of these good things that are going to happen in my life are actually going to come to fruition as well. And it stacks on itself and it creates this really nice momentum inside. And it also helps generate the culture that we're looking for because everyone, ha- everyone has something to win for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I think Andy talked about this. We're talking about talking about vision and I think he was talking on one of his podcasts about how people don't believe your vision until it comes to truth. So you keep saying that it's going to happen. Right. And as long as it does happen, people will continuously believe in you. Right. So yeah. you keep saying, Hey, we're going to open more stores. There's going to be promotions. If it's five years down the road and none of that stuff happens, people, you know, they start, lo- they, they lose faith in you. Right. Yeah. But, but if you're saying, Hey, like my goal is to open up another two coffee stores, blah, 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 blah. in the next two years. And, and then, you know, you know, we're eyeing on you and you and you for potential manager roles. All of a sudden, those people, they're really motivated to do that. And as long as you come through with your vision, everyone will continuously believe in you and will continuously right. keep wanting to work hard for you because what you said you were going to do with your vision came true. Yeah. Yeah. Ed says it best. He said, um, the goals of all of your employees, your how, how did he say it exactly? I, I, I'm not going to get it perfect, but essentially your big God-sized goals need to be big enough that all of your employees' goals and dreams fit into that vision as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I mean, it's, it's truth. It's, you know, it's and, and we're implementing it and they yeah. know it. Yeah, I think I think that's what's honestly scaring me right now. I have this big vision and I'm like, I haven't hired anybody yet because I've just been holding off. We have these little, you know, mandates and weird stuff like that going on up here still. A lot of them are gonna slowly get any this, but it's that person I, I feel really personally responsible 
for those employees. And I want to mm-hmm. make sure that the company is so set up and strong to the point of where I'm not like mentally exhausted, but that I have those people and I can keep them on for long so that I can say, this is my vision. This is where it's going to be. And I know that I can execute it. But like, I've been on a few calls with a few other people in RTA where I tell them, I think I've changed my vision like 12 times in the last year. And I need to make sure that this is my vision and that when I hire the people, they're all going to fit in it. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's great that you, you have vision and you're executing on it. Um, I just need to start executing on my vision. <laughs> so, you know, and I think that maybe that's just because it's the first time I'm an entrepreneur. I'm scared to pull that trigger, scared to hire that first employee, even though every other job I've worked at, I've hired dozens of employees, trained dozens of people, but I'm almost there. I'm almost there. You got it, Ben. <laughs> so when you look around at the world today, what has stood out to you as the biggest change in how we interact as, as customers? Um, okay. So, you know, personally, I'm not a fan of the third party delivery at all. I, I, uh, Uber Eats and, and, uh, DoorDash and, um, Grubhub, you know, my personal experience with them have, have never been good. Uh, and this is before I opened the coffee shop. Um, but we, we implemented and we, we do a lot of business third party, uh, whether I like it or not. And, you know, we make sure that, um, we are really focusing on, on executing and controlling everything that we have the ability to control. Um, there are things about the third party that I really don't like because you can't, you can't control when a driver arrives, you can't control if they drive erratic and, and, you know, or, or do something stupid. Um, you can only control everything to the point that that delivery is actually picked up, but people are, are looking for convenience. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm shocked how much business we do. I mean, it's amazing. I will get, I will get $9 orders for a single, single coffee because that person will buy a $2 and 50 cent or $3 coffee and then pay $6 for delivery because they don't want to leave their couch. So, you know, like some of the things that I've seen have been, have been pretty shocking, but, um, I know what you're talking about when you're talking about these third-party delivery services, because they aren't wearing your brand. Like me, I'm wearing my shirt right now. They're not showing up at the house with your brand. They're showing up with their Uber Eats brand, right? right? So Uber's there. They don't care about your brand. They care about getting paid to do the delivery. Right. Right. While if you had your own delivery service and it made feasible sense, you know, it would be someone wearing your shirt going up there, generally caring, here's your coffee, blah, 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 blah. And, but that's all part of the game. Unfortunately, you have to rely on a lot of these third-party providers, which, which sometimes it, it, it does suck, but hopefully, but yeah, I totally get where where you're going with it. Right. We control what we can control when, when it leaves our location, everything is perfectly made. And, and our team has put, all the attention to detail as far as get, making sure that the order is right, that that everything is included, 
that it's prepared the right way. All the things that that I have seen at so many different, um, uh, you know, third party delivery where I don't use it now because I've had so many bad experiences. But in the past, you order a hamburger and and you order it just, you know, I have a very picky 12 year old and he just wants a burger with, you know, meat, cheese in the bun and you'll get it and everything is on top of it. And you can't call the burger place because it was ordered third party. You can't get a hold of anyone on the third party app. And everyone is pointing fingers at each other. And then, you know, you're filing claims to try to get a refund. And all you really wanted was your burger done correctly. And you've paid more for it than if you could just go there yourself. So we, we luckily, we've done a really, really good job. Uh, our reviews on all third-party apps, they're, they're extremely high. We have the highest rated, um, we're the highest rated coffee shop within five miles on Google and Yelp uh, for our area. And again, it's it's on quality of the products, it's on the customer service. Uh, another thing, you know, you talked about what's changed, uh, convenience. So we have a mobile app and then we also have a drive-through. And, you know, 65 to 70% of our business um, you know, has been has been the drive through with with things starting to ease. You know, we're kind of seeing it move to where people really we have a really pretty cafe. And so people enjoy sitting inside. So as as restrictions have lifted and things like that, it's now probably 60 percent through the drive through, 40 percent inside. And it kind of changes day by day. But again, a lot of these things have have been implemented based on just based on convenience which which makes sense yeah yeah i mean yeah fast-paced world i was just looking to see if i can uh find a picture of the coffee shop put up on here but uh yeah let's see if you got any uh images (laughs) yeah yeah i'm at uh if you go to Sweetwater's Coffee and Tea Scottsdale and uh, you do it on Google and you look at the images, there there should be some images of inside the cafe right there. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll take a look at it here. Yeah, yeah, no worries. We got. Uh, yeah, no, we got. Uh, I, I got to show you something here. I'm going to uh, open it up. Hopefully it doesn't come through too. uh messed up but this is the coffee that basically ruined my life (laughs) made me a coffee connoisseur this this was uh can you see it yeah yeah Yeah. what am i looking at so this basically is in venice italy uh it's a little cloudy but basically this is froth milk and then on the side there that's actually some shots of espresso Uh uh-huh so they actually uh, put that in there, and I'm just going to show you one more as we this is uh, this is what ruined my life right here, which ended up being a latte macchiato. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. I ended up spending the rest of my trip going through Italy and on a cruise ship trying to get people to uh, recreate 
this drink, which I ended up finding out was a, a latte macchiato, which, you know, completely made me into a coffee snob where I have to make myself a latte now yep. every single day. Yep. And, you know, I buy beans from the local coffee roastery here in, in Mission, BC, Canada. And yeah, anyways, it just kind of, I, I, I just, I never expected it. I, I went into this place in Venice. And I knew that you had to have the coffee when you're in Europe. Yep. And I said, hey, what do you got here? And I ordered like a latte. The guy barely spoke any English. And I was like, he comes out and does this thing. And I'm taking pictures. of it. like, what is this weird thing? It's probably going to be gross. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's so good. <laughs> and it just ruined my life. So, uh, I mean, you guys do the specialty coffees and everything there, too? or We do. We do. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of drinks that we have that are proprietary. Oh, so really? the brand, yeah, the brand focuses on like global drinks. So uh, we do a French Vietnamese Olay, um, which is French chicory coffee brewed into Sweden condensed milk. Nobody does it. It's amazing. Uh, we have uh, ginger lemon and ginger raspberry tea. Um, uh, we do Thai tea. We do uh, our chai. We do the, We have the best the best cold brew. Um, and you know, the founders, you know, the, the brand is almost 30 years old and they only started franchising about three and a half years ago. And so they, she has just spent a tremendous amount of time perfecting the recipes. And we only focus on using the highest quality ingredients. And, um, you know, because of that, it, it, it really, really separates us from everyone else. We use the highest quality ingredients. We use real ingredients. We don't like one of the reasons we won't serve coconut milk because even though we get requests because the coconut milk itself. Yep. That's it. That's That's the shop. That's the, that's the cafe. That's the cafe. And we have one of our employees who does the chalk wall. So that was, that was from Christmas. Um, This this looks so good. Oh Yeah. (laughs) I think, but, I think I know where um, I'm going when I'm coming down to visit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, just you'll love everything. It that looks uh, so good. <laughs> it really, really, really tastes just better. That that image right there, that's the French Vietnamese. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, I bet my wife would love some stuff like that. She gets she gets all these different crafty drinks and stuff occasionally. She always likes to try new things. Right. So. But I mean, again, it's just, you know, like the brand focuses on using real ingredients. We're not using, uh, uh, you know, fake things to to try to make a concoction. Um, And, uh, you know, going back to like the coconut milk, coconut milk, for the most part, is not it's not real coconut milk. It's made of all these different gums and different ingredients that that are not what you actually think that you're buying. And because of it, the brand does not want to put out products where it's, it's less quality and, and filled with different chemicals, which takes away from the overall quality and the, and the taste of what you actually should be, should be getting. So again, it's, it's, you know, great food, Great drinks, great customer service experience, you know, what people should be focusing on. Yeah, that's definitely right. So, 
So let's, let's segue into this. What is one thing you do to provide a positive experience? Um, so like what you and I were talking about before the show got started, um, we, we treat our team members like gold. And, and when we are speaking with them, um, they understand that they're here to serve the customer and that we are here to provide the best customer service experience in the industry. Um, I think Chick-fil-A does an exceptional job with customer service. And, you know, we want to do the same but better within the coffee industry. Um, everyone is extremely friendly. We focus on getting everyone's names. We make sure that the products are uh, prepared, um, you know, not only to recipe because, you know, uh, it needs to be consistent, uh, but at the same time um, that it, it's prepared quickly, it's prepared right, and that the customer is, is walking away with a wow experience. Um, and so when you, when you set these standards in place, that, hey, this, these are the expectations if you're going to be part of our team. And then you uh, make sure that you're hiring people that are going to fit to those standards. It's, it's really easy when you have a really good environment and a really good team in place to make sure that everyone is also holding everybody else to those standards to make sure that um, doesn't matter what team member is there, the guest is having an amazing customer service experience. And it just makes it a really fun place to work. So everything really compounds on top of each other, you know? Yeah, no, I wanted to just kind of scale back to consistency, right? Yeah. And it's very important consistency. And a lot of people don't realize that, how important it is. You know, I don't know what it is. These big box companies seem, for some reason, always get a pass. You know, you, you go to these bigger, bigger companies. Like I want to use McDonald's as, as an example. So I go to, occasionally I'm on the road. I go to McDonald's and get a coffee because I'll just, sure. whatever it's convenient. It's whatever. 50% of the time it's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. Like, I'll ask for a double, double and I'll get a black coffee. How do you, how do you get a black coffee from a double, double? Mm -hmm. And for some reason, we easily forgive these big box companies and I don't understand it, but then like small businesses, you have to be consistent. You got to be like 99% consistent. So they keep coming back. Cause if you got 20 coffees at your, your coffee establishments, let's say they screwed up once people will easily forgive you. Like, Oh, you know, whatever is a mistake. Maybe the milk was off. Maybe whatever was off. Not a big deal. I'll go back tomorrow. But if something's wrong tomorrow, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I'm got to find a different place. Yep. But, but you go to these bigger companies and for some reason they can just keep screwing up. And, you know, I said no pickles on my burger and, but I got pickles again. Mm -hmm. Right. And they just go, keep going back. They just keep yeah. going back. It, it, it's a very weird thing. And I don't understand cultures where they allow continuously to, to make mistakes all the time. But then like your business, you want to be consistent, right? And that's what makes people keep coming back is that consistency, yeah. that quality is very important. Absolutely. Look, it, it comes back to omnipresence, right? Yep. That's, we that that. Is yeah. what, that's what the big companies have. 
McDonald's, Starbucks, all, like all, all these other really big brands, they, they're, they're everywhere. Everyone knows what to expect. You know, you, you, not only are they everywhere, but at the same time, you know, look, I, I don't believe that these companies are providing the, the best tasting products using the best quality ingredients. I, I don't think that's anything anyone is going to argue, right? But you know you're consistently getting the same thing, and it doesn't have to be the best. And because they're everywhere, people people will go to them because at least at least they know they're consistently getting something that's mediocre. <laughs> it, you know what? It's it is the truth because sometimes. Sometimes you get something that's like, wow, I can't believe how good that was. And then you go there again and it's, man, do you think they could have put any more mayonnaise in this thing? Because holy smokes, I think all yeah. I'm doing is eating mayonnaise. Right. And, and it's just weird, the inconsistency, right? But, you know, like, it's really tough to change people's habits. It's I, really I, tough. I do agree with you. You know, like, I, I, I know... I know that we have a far superior product than our competitors. You know, I've done taste tests. I've had plenty of guests tell me, and again, my opinion, but, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I feel very, very confident of what I'm saying. And, and, and I believe that you could have, but we're not everywhere. And when people are traveling around, they're looking for consistent. They want, if they're going to grab something and they're on the road, right, they're going to go to a place where they know what they're going to expect. Yeah. And so, you know, it doesn't have to be the best product. It just needs to be consistent. And um, I, I, I think that as we expand and grow throughout the valley and our name gets out, because we only have one location in Arizona right now. And so, you know, I have people telling me all the time, oh, you got to go here. You got to go to this city. You got to go to this city. And those are all, all part of our plans. But if you're, if, you're, if you're in Scottsdale and you haven't been to Scottsdale and you're just one of these people that doesn't, doesn't want to try something that, um, you know, you're, you're not used to going to, then yeah. you're not going to look for us. But if you if you type on Google, you know, best coffee shop in Scottsdale, we're going to pull up. You oh, know? yeah. Like and, and that's where that's where people that are looking to venture out and try something new. That's where you're going to that's where people are going to find us and have an amazing experience when they do. And then the word of mouth will eventually convince people that, you um, you know, are just diehard Starbucks or diehard this fan or Duncan fan or whatever. The, hey, you know what? You, you have an alternative, but it's it's changing habit. And it's 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 not easy to do if they're just dead set on this is this is where this is my go to. So what I was going to say, we we're going to go down to Portland in a few weeks and we have to make a decision on where we're going to go probably to get coffee. Mm -hmm. Do we go to Starbucks or do we find somewhere new that maybe has five star or 4.9 or 4.8 star reviews that's in the Portland area. Yeah. So we like to try different things. I mean, we're already looking like, Oh, maybe we'll go eat at red lobster. And then we're like, oh, wait, 
we've been to Red Lobster before. Let's find something different. So we're already talking about that. Like we want to go and eat somewhere different because we want to have a different experience. Yep. And then we're hoping it's amazing so that we can talk about it. Instead of just going somewhere that we already know what it's probably going to be like. We already know if we go to Red Lobster, they're going to have those little biscuits that are so good. Right. But yeah, we've experienced that before. Right. Right. And here's the thing. I I I really think like the beautiful thing about the reviews is it gives people confidence to try something new, right? I, I feel like before that, it's yeah. it would have been even harder <clears throat> to build an audience because people just didn't know. And there was no way of going on, on or going into a place and qualifying what kind of experience. So people, people get stuck in that habit loop, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. Because of fear. Am I, am I going to go spend $6 and this is going to be awful? And I should have, I should have just gone there because at least I knew what I was going to get. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, Google reviews is huge for my, like for my company. Of course. I mean, because there's so many people that look at it as a small business and don't want to give me a chance. And then they read all the reviews and they could tell a lot of them are really personable. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are even talking about how they're chatting with me and, you know, we talked his ear off a lot and a lot of people are going, well, I want that experience. I want to, like, I could talk to the guy while he's working on the vehicle. That's cool. Right. Right. So because of that and seeing those reviews, it's giving me that chance to continue growing the company and continue growing the concept. Right. And allowing people to go, well, I'm going to take a chance on this guy instead of going to somebody else because I see what he's got and I, and I want that experience. I want to give that experience a try and see what happens. Right. 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 Exactly. Look, there, there's, there's not a better way of getting new business than, um, than word of mouth. Right. And then the second best way of doing it, if it's not coming from directly from your friend's mouth and saying, dude, you, you gotta go try this. It's going to be from a, a review that you're going to find online that somebody took the time and went out of their way to say, look, I had a really, really great experience here. I mean, it's probably one of a thousand, a thousandth percent of the people that actually do business with you that actually go online and give you a review. So if they're going to take the time to do that, you know, either you provided a really unbelievable over the top experience that they, or you 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 gave them garbage and they're pissed off and they're going on there to vent. It's one of the two things. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want people on there venting, so I do everything I can in my power to let everything them know. that you, if you can. have challenges. Call me; I will right. take care of you. Right? You know, you have questions. Call, text, email me. I'll take care of you. That's who I am. Right. I do a one week follow up. Why? Because I want them to know we're there for them. We're going to mm-hmm. take care of them if there's a challenge. Right. And that's just kind of, that's the game. Right. So yeah. Is, is there a book you've read that it has influenced your life? Um, from a customer service standpoint, uh, Shep Hyken wrote a book called the cult of the customer. Shep Hyken. And, yep. Shep Hyken. Great book. Uh, Andy talked about it years and years ago on the MFCEO, went out and bought it. And um, I completely, completely agree with him and and everything that Shep said. Um, uh, Jeffrey Ginnimer 
has written some really, really good customer service books. Um, I'm yeah, having... I see the Shep Hyken here. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's cult of the customer, create an amazing customer experience that turns satisfied customers into customer evangelists. So, yep. yeah. Uh, and then Gittimer wrote, hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, customer satisfaction is worthless. Customer loyalty is priceless. And that's another amazing customer service book. And um, so those two, those two have been really big. Um, I've read a lot of, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty avid reader, whether it be, you know, a physical book or whether it be an audible book, um, you know, and I kind of have used the reading list of Tom Bilyeu and Andy and Ed um, to kind of go through and just, just taking the knowledge from all these recommended people and, and, you know, change my mindset, um, uh, change how big you can think, you know, expanding your vision, um, the law of attraction. I mean, there's, there's just so many things that kind of come into play when you're, when you're, you're working on becoming a better version of you. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, another another book, it's it's not customer service related, but nice. a, a must read is um is Mindset by Carol Dweck. Like that that book changed my life. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mindset. Mindset by Carol Dweck. Nice. Oh, here it is. Yeah, yeah. The psychology yeah. of success. Yeah been around for a few years which is nice i mean honestly the book that changed my life was now discover your strengths and that one was huge and best buy is the one who actually introduced me to that book and it was all about um running strengths-based organizations and there was also a nice gallup survey that you could take it asks mm-hmm. you certain questions and then tells you your five top strengths and so i've kind of once i learn my five top five strengths i've kind of embraced them and started running my life based off of these five strengths mm-hmm. you know and the number one strength for me was significance which was just sorry it was not significance it was individualization and individualization was all about understanding that everybody thinks differently and does things differently it's not that they're individuals it's just understanding that they all think differently and how, and that i know how to take Wait, find different ways to motivate them and push them to another level, right? By finding different ways to communicate with them. And anyways, it was just, it, it changed my life. I haven't read the book for a little while. I still own it. I have, I think, two copies here. I had my wife take it. My mom took it. My dad took it. We ended up finding out that my mom had three of the same five, top five as me. And my dad had two of the same top five as me. Mm-hmm. So don't you think that's interesting? Your parents raise you. And then they have your top five is overlapped with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they raised you. So it's right. just interesting hearing that. But then seeing that my wife had totally different strengths than me, AKA opposites attract. Right. So it was just very interesting learning all that about from the book. Yeah. 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 I wrote it down. I'm, I'm going to buy it when we get off the call. Yeah, so thank it's, you. For it's that. an awesome book. Yeah, I mean, I think they've renamed it the Strengths Finder 2.0 or something like that now. 
right. yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Every, most people just buy it, don't read it, and just get the survey. But the big thing it talks about in there is how 20 or 30% of employees work in jobs that they actually enjoy doing. The majority of them don't because yeah. they're not utilized to their strengths. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's a, it's a good read. It's a good, yeah, but. Thank um, you. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, the, what was I going to say here? If there's one thing you could change in the entire world today, what would it be and why? Um, <laughs> I really, from, from a personal side of things, I, I just wish people were more brave. Or brave. Yeah. Yeah. Brave to go after their goals and their dreams. Um, brave to open their mouth when they see something wrong. Uh, and that could be applied to exactly what's going on in the world right now. Um, I, I, I just think that we need a lot more bravery than we have right now. I agree because we were talking off camera about how, when I started this business, the first 12 months, all I was doing was applying for jobs. I was, wasn't brave enough. I just kept thinking, you know, imposter syndrome. I wasn't feeling like I, you know, I thought I should be able to do it, but I couldn't. And I wasn't brave enough to, to push even, I was still doing what I needed to do, but I wasn't brave enough the first year to just believe in myself and to keep pushing ahead. Well, it's scary, man. You know, there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of anxiety that comes with becoming an entrepreneur. It's, it's, it is an amazing self-development journey. And I think anyone that goes through this needs to be constantly bombarding themselves with the right information, right? They need to be listening to, uh, uh, motivational podcasts. They need to be listening to other entrepreneurs. They need to be following them on Instagram. They need to, they need to be listening to audible books and reading hardcover books and, and surrounding themselves with, um, you know, the right messages constantly vision boards, just, you need to get obsessed that this is what I'm doing and there's nothing in this in this world that's going to stop me from succeeding and, and getting my goal. And and I don't think it it, it it does not eliminate the anxiety, but it allows you to power through the hard times. And it's really, really important knowing that, you know, everyone goes through this shit. Everyone goes through these insane ups and downs. There's things that you can control. There's things that you can't control. But, you know, um, you know, the, the, the vision, right? Like, how am, I, how am I steering in that direction, right? And at least you have a point that you're working toward. Um, and all these other things continue to help. Uh, you know, as we have all these distractions, these things allow you to just recenter back on what you need to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to stay focused, right? That's what you're saying. Stay right? focused right. And, and eliminate the fear. 
Right. Yeah. And, and to kind of reiterate what you were talking about earlier, you know, get yourself involved in a networking group. That's how you and I met. We were in yeah. Arate and we right. have a lot of like-minded people that are all looking to level up. They're all looking to learn from each other. So if you're not in a networking group or, and, and, but you're driven and you're trying to find like-minded people and trying to grow, you know what, get yourself involved in some sort of a networking group somewhere where you're, you're leveling up, you're finding new ideas, you're learning something. I've learned so much just from being involved in this group. And I've only been in it for, I think it's four or five months now, five months now. Right. So, you know, and now you and I are talking, now we're talking business and this is all different people that we're meeting on a regular basis. So, you know, it's all about, yeah, just <laughs> like you, you already articulated it so well. <laughs> no, man, but, but that's the thing you got, you know, there so few people have this mindset. So few people are willing to take the risk. You know, you have no idea how happy I am to be part of this group for you and I to be speaking and to become friends and, and, and to have, you know, other people that are in a different industry, but, but are supporting you virtually because they know that they know, they know the daily battle, man. Like it's just, and, and, and they also have the same, they have the right mindset. Oh yeah. I mean, of, you know, so many people winning. don't realize how do you win? You can take most of these ideas and implement them all into all various different industries. Correct. You might need to tweak it a little, right? Like you might not be taking somebody's name at the counter, but maybe when somebody comes in, you might say, and your name is right. You know, and now you got their name and now you're talking to them. Okay, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Right. right. But these are all things that sure you're not using them. Uh, you're not a coffee shop and you're not writing them on the cup or whatever you do there. Right. But at the same time, you can implement them all in different industries. It's just how you take them and tweak them. Right. It's all, it's all the customer experience. Right. Exactly. But, I mean, exactly. this is, this was great, Elliot. Um, we, had, we went a little over, but uh, that's, that's awesome. Uh, how, how do people connect with you? Uh, on Instagram, I'm at Elliot.Greenberg. And then on Facebook, it's Elliot Greenberg. That's awesome. Great, great chatting with you today. Great getting you to too. know you. Thanks, Ben. Really and, appreciate uh, your time. Thanks a lot for coming on. And thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Focus on Customer Experience podcast. Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Ben, check out Benjamin Del Grosso on LinkedIn at SafeDriveSolutions on Instagram or www.SafeDriveSolutions.ca online. We'll see you next time.